Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The three letters UFC make up the biggest MMA organization on the planet, and although a lot of fans will tune in no matter what, most of them have their favorite fighters and are always looking for the next big prospect that's going to blow their division apart. Now, we've done videos on UFC prospects that fell short and had their hype train stop, but today we're going to look at fighters that were cutting those guys down, which veterans turned back the most hyped contenders and killed the most UFC dreams. I'm not going to count anyone who lost their hype during a title fight for this list or people just losing their undefeated streaks. It's got to be a legit hyped UFC prospect that was taken out by one of these guys. I'm Bailey and from around point, thank you for all the support from our channel Hall of Famers and these are the 10 biggest hype killers in UFC history. Number 10, Roxanne Modafferi. Aside from maybe Ben Askren, I don't think there's anyone more unassuming as UFC fighter than Roxanne Modafferi. After majoring in Japanese language at university and training in a whole bunch of different martial arts, Roxy found herself in Tokyo in 2003, which was pretty good because that was one of the only places to compete in women's MMA at the time. By the time it was getting popular in Strike Force, she was already a pioneer and had about 20 fights across a long career. She was on the first women's cast of The Ultimate Fighter in 2013. She didn't do great, and she didn't even get invited to join the UFC after that, so she went back to Invicta for another four years. But she made it back for another season of The Ultimate Fighter and even found herself in the final fighting for the inaugural flyweight title. She didn't win, though, and at this point she was considered a journey woman. You know, she had nearly 40 fights. As is typical for the UFC, they matched up the vet Roxy with a upcoming star, Valentina Shevchenko's sister Antonina. Now, of course, everyone expected her to fight as well as her sister, but Modafferi ended up taking her down five times and ended her UFC win streak and her undefeated record. Just one fight later and Roxy was matched up again with another top prospect, Macy Barber, on a four-fight win streak and she was talking about becoming the youngest UFC champion ever. Once again, the Happy Warrior was able to control her for large portions of the fight and even knocked her down in round two. She's also taken a few other O's in her career which ended 25-20 and 20, where despite her losses and awkward style, she proved difficult for anyone to handle. Number 9, Benil Dariush there's a certain sentimentality a lot of hardcore fans have towards Benil Dariush. This year will be his 10th in the UFC, and he certainly fought almost every lightweight of note. After his initial UFC run, he'd taken the O from Diego Ferreira, but no one really looked at him as a hype prospect at the time. Shortly after that, though, Benny drew another undefeated guy in James Vick, who was 9-0 and after losing on the Ultimate Fighter, won five UFC fights in a row, was looking like a complete killer, while Benil hunted him down and ended the hype with a first-round KO. Right after that, the UFC gave him the 19-1 Russian former M1 Global 
champion Rashid Magomedov, who was undefeated in the UFC and on a four-fight win streak, had already claimed O's from three other undefeated fighters in the UFC and had basically looked like a complete animal. Benny managed to outpoint him across three rounds and end his UFC run early as well. But Darius wasn't done there four years later and he was still taking out top prospects. Drakkar Close was 5-1 and one in the UFC, looked like a future star, but Benil KO'd him in the second round and it went viral, mainly because of the commentator's reactions though. But even more recently, right when it looked like Mateusz Gamrot was the next big thing at lightweight, he fought Darius, who shut him out of title contention, at least for the time being, and he ended another top UFC prospects win streak. Number 8, Lyoto Machida. Yes, that's right, the dragon makes this list. Honestly, at first, I was just looking for fighters who had claimed the most O's from undefeated opponents, and I have to say, Lyoto almost made a career out of it. But what about those hyped UFC prospects that he shut down with his infuriatingly effective karate striking? After handing out losses to the likes of BJ and Rich Franklin in Japan, Lyoto entered the UFC in 2007 at 8-0. His first three wins were all by decision, though, so not many people started paying attention until they matched him up with one of the most hyped UFC prospects of all time in Sokaju. He was fresh off of his double wins in pride over two of the top guys in the weight class. He was extremely hyped. Didn't matter to the Dragon, though, how popular Sokaju was. He submitted the African in round two and honestly demoralized several members of the fan base at the same time. One fight later, the UFC booked him in a matchup of undefeated fighters as they put him up against Thiago Silva. He was a Brazilian Muay Thai KO artist, had finished four of his UFC opponents, was undefeated, and he stepped in the cage with Lioto, who danced around him before knocking him out in the first round. He then took Rashad Evans' O, but we aren't counting that one. It was a title fight. So fuck you. Machida then continued to fight pretty much only MMA legends until losing his middleweight title shot. He went on a three-fight skid and then was matched up with another prospect in Eric Anders, who was also 10-0, the former LFA champion, and had two good UFC wins, but as the underdog Lioto found a way to win and collected another O. But really, stopping the hype trains of Sokaju and Thiago Silva were enough to get him on this list. Number 7, Neil Magny. Well, believe it or not, the man we know as Neil Magny has had 32 UFC fights in his career, and after perhaps not the best start, he found himself on a six-fight win streak, five of them in one year, where he took out a lot of UFC prospects. Magny's initial hype died down, but after three years and 13 fights, he drew the absolute monster Hector Lombard. Now, when he entered the UFC, it was with a ton of hype. He was on a 23-fight win streak with defenses of world titles and other promotions. Hector had already lost in the UFC in close split decisions, but that was at middleweight. He went back to welterweight where he was undefeated in over 30 fights and looked just as dominant as ever by the time he matched up with Neil Magny. Neil weathered a hellacious opening round before turning the tables and shutting down Hector and his hype train entirely. A few years on, Neil would have some more good wins though and tough losses, and in 2022 he was thrown in with another hype prospect in D-Rod, Daniel Rodriguez. The American slugger had four UFC wins against well-known guys like Mike Perry, Kevin Lee, The Leech, but Magny was able to take him down five times and finally finished him in the third round with a performance of the night-winning Darce Choke. And of course, recently we saw Neil take the trip up to Canada off the back of perhaps the toughest loss in his career, going up against another supremely hype prospect in Mike Malott, and once again Magny weathered the early storm before securing another third round finish. The UFC has to stop feeding these prospects to Neil, I'm telling you. Number 6, Kenny Florian. We were introduced to the elbow-throwing Muay Thai BJJ guy Kenny Florian on the first ever season of Tough, where he was a middleweight but immediately dropped to welter once he got in the UFC. First, he took the O off fellow Tough One contestant Alex Karalexis, but then he got a big-time matchup with hyped UFC newcomer Kit Cope. 
He was a Muay Thai world champion, had done a bare-knuckle fight for an MTV show, had been on Fear Factor, he was even engaged to Gina Carano. Old Kit Cope had a lot of things going for him, but one thing he didn't have was any grappling skills, and Kenny took advantage and basically submitted him twice. After that, Kenny got another hype guy in Sam Hanselstone Stout. He'd get a bit more famous later in his career, but at the time he was the Canadian TKO lightweight champion, was 8-1, had a war with Spencer Fisher, which introduced him to UFC fans, and just as soon as people were getting interested about him, he got Kenny Florian, who submitted him in just two minutes and another prospect was checked off the list but by far the biggest hype train that kenny sent corralling off the runway was a ufc prospect known as roger huerta if you weren't around for that hype train roger made history by being the first mma fighter ever featured on the cover of sports illustrated and he backed that up by winning his first six ufc fights fight of the year and set a new record by winning five fights in just one year it was safe to say roger huerta was one of the most hyped ufc prospects of all time dana said he was a dream come true and the reason they might be taking the show to latin america but once again, Ken Flo turned up and turned back another UFC hopeful. Number five, Donald Cerrone. You gotta believe that a guy who's at one point held the record for the most fights in the UFC has beaten his fair share of prospects, right? I mean, honestly, Donald Cerrone was handing out undefeated fighters' losses well before the UFC. In the WC, he beat alpha male member Danny Castillo when he was 5-0, and the future glory head coach James Krause when he was 10-0. Federal fucking prison. But what about the hype trains he shut down in the UFC, though? Well, let's start with Edson Barbosa. He had his first three-fight win streak broken by Jamie Varner, but got three more wins and was still super hyped when he ran into Cerrone, and Cowboy put away the striking sensation. Eddie Alvarez entered the UFC as a Bellator champion and was fully expected to just run towards the title. He met Donald in his debut and found himself outpointed by the Cowboy, and his title run stalled. After that, Cerrone took on the undefeated 15-0 Miles to Fury jury, coming off the ultimate fighter Fury had run through six UFC lightweights and was holding firmly onto his undefeated status, but once again, the Cowboy was there to give him a reality check and drag the divisional prospect from the ranks of the unbeaten. And then Donald basically did the same thing against Alexander Hernandez. He was a hyped guy, he had two wins over good UFC competition, looked like he was going places. I just see myself facing an insecure little lad swinging on a saddle with a pop gun and a feather in his hat. Yeah, a little insecure popping cattle fucking whatever that's good i'll tell you this little friend i'll be sending your geriatric ass fucking yeehawing back to the stables on saturday <laughs> damn that just made me snuff yo but Zeroni paid back all the trash talk by stopping another ufc prospect Number four, Ilya Teporia. Still undefeated and about to fight for a title, the Georgian ball tamer has run through the featherweight division in the UFC. Several times he was put up against a fellow hyped prospect and he's been able to come out on top. To kick off his UFC career, Teporia ended the four-fight win streak of fellow newcomer Yusuf Zalal. But after that, he fought his first true UFC prospect, the wizard Ryan Hall, a guy with one of the weirdest and yet still oddly effective styles in the division. Ilya shut down his game completely and also kind of stole all the Ryan Hall fans when he TKO'd the jiu-jitsu wizard in the first round but one of the biggest hype trains the georgian shut down was bryce mitchell the shovel with some string down it the undefeated grappler had made a name for himself campaigning for camo shorts in the ufc repping arkansas and sharing stories of living in the wilderness tater caught a rabbit the other day it was a clash of undefeated fighters and Teporia came out on top putting an end to bryce's six fight ufc win streak and handing him his first loss Ilya has steadily climbed through the featherweight rankings and has stepped over a few other contenders in doing so you'll do nothing 
You'll do nothing, you little fart. Number three, Paul Craig. I know it's pretty normal for people to get absolutely horrible matchups in the UFC debuts, especially on short notice, but I can't help but feel like one of the UFC matchmakers, not sure which one, has been trying to get rid of Paul Craig for years. His debut came against Luis Enrique da Silva, a 12-0 undefeated Brazilian. Paul then dropped two losses in a row and it looked like he was probably going to be leaving the UFC when it was announced his next opponent was the massively hyped and undefeated Magomed Ankalaev. And Paul did kind of get dominated throughout nearly all the fight until 10 seconds left when he threw up a triangle and managed to tap the undefeated Russian. No rest for Paul though as he was given the undefeated Jimmy Crute next and then after that the undefeated Kennedy and Jetsuku. Paul managed to hand out another triangle choke and actually guys, if you look at the first seven opponents of Paul Craig's UFC career six of them were undefeated okay someone was trying to get rid of this guy you're in my world now grandma another massive win for paul was when he was matched up with another undefeated fire in jamal hill who had four ufc fights hadn't lost and was looking like a serious prospect once again though the bear jew got the win this time breaking hill's arm before tkoing him off his back you never really know how a paul craig fight is gonna go and if there's one thing to be sure about is you can never count the highlander out i know i know you can fight Number two, Derek Brunson. Although Blond Brunson has become a bit of a meme in recent years, he spent 10 years in the UFC where he had his ups and downs, but was given the task on many occasions of removing rising stars from the UFC rankings. Brunson started his UFC career with a five-fight win streak, which was ended by Robert Whittaker, and then he had a rather strange loss handed to him by Anderson Silva, and it appeared Derek would sit firmly as a gatekeeper to the top 10 of the division. He first off broke all true MMA fans' hearts when he stopped the four-fight win streak of Dan Kelly. You know, Dan wasn't super hyped, but he was 13-1 in his career, and his UFC run was pretty spectacular until Brunson shut it down. On another bounce-back streak, Derek was matched up with the surging Ian Heinish all before Brunson carried him to 15 minutes and ended the fan hype around him. Right after that, Derek got another rising star in the undefeated golden boy Edmund Shabazian, who'd finished four UFC opponents in the first round, who was a heavy favorite going into that one, but once again, Brunson showed just how dangerous he can be as a fighter. Oh, he's out! Oh, my gosh! And right after that, we got a performance that a lot of people didn't like against Kevin Holland. Derek totally neutralized him and out-wrestled him, ending the five-fight win streak of the UFC hype train. Sure, Brunson may have had some inconsistent performances, but he's taken out more than his fair share of UFC prospects. Number one, Jorge Masvidal. Gamebred has been shutting down other MMA prospects since his time as an up-and-coming fighter right up until he was a UFC veteran. Let's start way back in 2005 when a 5-1 Masvidal was matched up with a fellow surging regional contender to headline AFC. That man happened to be UFC legend Joe Lozon. J-Lo was already 8-0 with all of his wins coming by finish. It was a big show for Florida's MMA scene and George gave Joe his first loss that night. Masvidal's career continued as he traded wins and losses in promotions across the world. He ended up in strike force but Hoy's next big star killer moment was in the UFC in a matchup with Mike Chiesa. He'd just won a very difficult season of the Ultimate Fighter and finished everybody on the show and then got back-to-back rear-naked chokes in two UFC fights. He looked like he was going places in the division, but Jorge showed how good his own grappling was and ended up tapping the submission expert and taking Chiesa's undefeated record. After Donald Cerrone switched to welterweight, he went on an epic four-fight win streak, but then he was matched up with Jorge and once again, Masvidal shut down another hype train. But the reason Masvidal gets a number one spot is because of his fight with Ben Askren. As an undefeated champion outside of the UFC, Ben was long looked at as the best fighter not competing in the promotion. After he retired, he came back to have a run in the UFC. He was hyped by the hardcore fans, but the massive amount of promotion he received and skills on the mic quickly made him one of the most hyped prospects in UFC history. Yeah, they need to keep the idiot away from me. I don't want any, any 
chances that he's gonna do something stupid before the fight and ruin it. Yeah, he's that dumb. He's that dumb where, I mean, it's gonna ruin his paycheck too, right? Not just mine. How do you beat him? Any way I want. I dominate him, whole time. I mean, he was talking about pulling GSP out of retirement or fighting Habib, but instead was KO'd by Jorge Masvidal in just five seconds. It's the fastest UFC knockout ever, and it completely shut down 10 years of hype for Ben Askren. All right, guys, usually we end up talking about hype prospects or those prospects that never made it to where they were supposed to go. But today, flipped it on its head, talking about the guys who took them people out. I want to give a shout out to Luke Taylor. Thank you, Luke, for editing this video. He is the boy of the office, no longer a boy, but a man, the day man. I'm just kidding. Go follow him on social media. Here are his stuff at call to me underscore. Show him some appreciation. Thank you, Lucas. Guys, we have a very special deal for any MMA On Point channel members. Our top membership subscription is coming down from $14.99 to $8.99 if you're a Hall of Famer. And that means you're getting access to all of the good stuff, the live streams and things like that. Lots of fun stuff if you want to become a channel member. Who took out the most hype guy? Let us know in the comments down below. If you enjoyed the video, give us a thumbs up as well. Give us a like. We appreciate that. Or subscribe if you're new and you're not subscribed. There's more videos coming your way every single week. Thank you very much, guys. I'll see you in the next one. Goodbye.